Welcome to True Crime from A to Z. I'm Sydney. And I'm Shira. We are excited to, well, not necessarily excited because this is a tragic story, but today we're going to be covering a story that just had a Remembrance Day held for. That was the fifth year anniversary of this tragedy. And on that day, my friend, she messaged me that lives in Canada and she said, today's the Remembrance Day for one of the, the stories that you're going to be telling in your for your podcast. And she told me about how emotional that day was when this story happened and also how emotional of the day it was that, in yeah. the present. Yeah. And so this is such a touching and tragic story. And we hope that you can appreciate all that mm-hmm. this wonderful person has done for his beautiful country. Yeah. This content may be of a violent and disturbing nature, so it may not be appropriate for all audiences. And the topic of terrorist attacks linked to this episode makes me want to put a set of special warning out for anyone who may have had a hard time with that particular subject. And with that being said, I hope that you are excited to get to know about this amazing man and to learn this case. Uh, Are you ready, Sydney? (laughs) Well, knowing that this is such a tragic story, I'm ready as I ever will be, but I'm excited to get to know this man a little bit more. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's hear about this wonderful man. Okay. So Corporal Nathan Frank Sorello was born in Hamilton on December 23rd, two days before Christmas, in 1983. So he was definitely their little Christmas present. He was raised in the city's working class East End and was wanting a career from as long as he can remember in the military. He was, Love it. Yeah, he was an army cadet at age 13. Wait, what? Is that... that- can that happen? Yeah. That's so young. That is young. Um, I actually was confused myself when reading it, and my husband does Discord, and he happened to be talking to two people from Canada, and he was like, hey, guys, can you help my wife with something? She's doing Canadian podcast thing, and he's like, sure. So they handed me the headphones, and I asked him, and he goes, yeah, yeah, they can do that. Like Some of them are like at 12, 13, 14. That's crazy. And it's really crazy, but cool. Yeah, and, yeah crazy and cool. I agree. <laughs> that would be such an honor to be able to... Are growing up, yeah, for sure. Yeah. He then joined the Canadian Armed Forces Primary Reserve in 2006, one year before he graduated from Sherwood Secondary School. He said in his high school yearbook that his goal was to serve one day in Afghanistan. Just the amount of bravery. In Kevin's, we have people yeah, like that. Real. And, you know, he has such bravery and he just wants to help. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. We need so many yeah. more people like we him. Do. That we are do. willing to go out and sacrifice their time and take their life into the hands of whoever they're going and fighting with. And I'm so, even though we're not Canadians, I am an honorary Canadian, (laughs) but we're not Canadians, but I'm still grateful that we have people like Kim and I'm grateful that we have people like Kim in our country for our country also. Yeah. However, his life did take a unexpected turn 
in 2009, when his girlfriend gave birth to a beautiful baby boy, Marcus. Oh, precious. <laughs> but in an act of true love, Nathan took responsibility and found unreserved happiness in his new role as father. He was said to adore his little boy more than anything in the world. It has also been said that Nathan pulled out pictures during long travels to weekend trainings, and he'd pull out pictures of Marcus to pass the time. I just love that. That's so cute. Isn't that so sweet? It was just like, oh. What a great way yeah, to pass the time. It's a great way to pass the time. Uh, on a one weekend trip, Master Corporal Jeff Patterson sat next to Nathan, who was watching a video of the now five-year-old Marcus playing hide-and-seek in the backyard. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Each realizing the other was a dad, um, and the two began chatting and bonding over fatherhood and the challenges and pleasures of having young kids. Oh, there definitely are challenges, but there is definitely also Mm -hmm. lots of pleasures. Thank Mm -hmm. heavens, because otherwise... They would make it very much very far yeah. in life if <laughs> there wasn't tons of pleasures with these little girls. Yeah, especially the only thing is that with military fathers, the challenges are stuff that some of the other parents don't have to deal with, like not being able to see my child all the time. Those kind of things worry. Yeah, about I can't even imagine what they'd ha- they have to go through. That would be so hard because mm-hmm. I know I have a hard time being away from. Because I'm a mom, mm-hmm. and I know I have a hard time being away from my child for over a day, let alone months and weeks yeah. and years. I miss my nephews like crazy that like if they're not coming over in a week, I'm like, where's my babies? <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't know how they do it, uh-uh. but I'm grateful they I do. I really am too. He served as a part-time soldier with the Argel and Sutherlands while waiting for a full-time military career and supplemented his income by working as both. Get all three of these put together in your brain. He's got a military career. He is a personal trainer and a nightclub bouncer. What a <laughs> he combination. He is a guy. <laughs> a night, my favorite is like the night is the night bouncer, but... Soldier by yeah, day, night bouncer by true. night. It just shows that he was <laughs> a tough guy. That's awesome. What a man. What a man. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously. And then he's also helping people be able to better their yeah, life as a personal so, trainer. He he's just all helper. about helping people out. What he's a, also what a great guy. He's uh, also for his love of dogs, which, yes, approve, approve, motorbikes, and hanging out with his friends at Hamilton's Pheasant Plucker Pub. Then we are going to skip to October 22nd, 2014, in Ottawa, Canada. At age 24, Nathan stood in full uniform guarding the tomb of the unknown soldier, which is actually, according to my husband, who has studied quite a bit of military that is not a duty that is given lightly to these people they really must have respected him to have him be the guard um, in front of this that's amazing what what an honor so he was guarding the tomb of the unknown soldier in the nation's capital parliament hill and there is actually what i was thinking for 
releasing this episode is there is a picture of him standing there in his uniform on the day of this incident, right before everything goes down. Yeah, we'll post that on all of our social medias because that is definitely mm-hmm. a picture you got to see. Of great, great man. Great soldier. When tragedy and an act of pure evil struck, a man in his 30s, or his about 30s, was seen by several bystanders with a rifle as he hijacked a car without hurting the male motorist inside and took it to the parliament building. Yeah, that too. Thank, thank, heavens, for thank that. heavens he didn't hurt him. Where just before 10 a.m., he gunned down Corporal Nathan Cirillo. And unfortunately, although it was not instantly, he did lose his life. So sad. It is. Such a tragedy. It really, really broke my heart. Such a, a good man's mm-hmm. life was lost. And, and he was 24, so he wasn't much of a different age than you and I are. Which is so yeah. sad. He had so much life to live, and he he didn't get to he, see his, his life grow. was taken from him so early. He didn't get to see his kid grow up. Yeah, get married. He couldn't have grandchildren. Yeah. It's just it's so sad. Um. So then the perp mm-hmm. went into the building, even with the cops on their way due to the security breach, and after a massive exchanging of fire with police and the parliament's security personnel. In the center block of the parliament building, he was eventually killed by the gunfire. Soon, it, soon after it was released that the man's name was Michael Joseph Hall, or his Islamic name, Michael Zihef Bibu. And we know that I would not be able to say it any better. <laughs> so I'm not going to It might be like Bibo, but I'm, I'm just going to leave it at what it is. Um, so the fear, the fatal attack against Sorello sent the downtown core of Ottawa into a panic, obviously, getting the downtown core and a majority of schools put on lockdown as police searched to make sure that, that Michael was the only threat in this terrorist attack since there had been rumors that there were other men walking around with masks and guns and, you know, all these different kinds of things. They were lucky to, to find that Michael was the only person involved in this terrorist attack. Oh, thank yeah. heavens. Because that could have been so much worse if he wasn't the only mm-hmm. one involved. But thank heavens that the police did their due diligence and they went, they, said, they yep. searched everywhere that there that were, was a rumor that there might, there a tip that there mm-hmm. might be because yeah. if it was a bigger and they hadn't attack, done something it could have, it could have been worse. so much so that is definitely a good police work on the on the cops yeah. in ottawa good on you good guys good on you guys way to go we appreciate we really you. do the fear is made worse by the fact that this happened Uh-oh. when just two days prior a different man drove his car into two Canadian armed force soldiers. In St. Jean, Sir Richelieu, Quebec. I won't go into too much detail because it's a different case altogether because there has been no links that I can know of. 
but 53-year-old warrant okay. officer Patrice Vincent died from his injuries while the other survived but does not want to be named at this time. I don't I don't know I don't if I blame know. him because that's that would be such a tragic thing because you said they they were the guy drove his car Yeah, into the guy them? the two men were walking the two Canadian armed forces were walking down the street and a guy drove his car into them. That would be so traumatic. So I don't really blame him for wanting to stay anonymous. That poor man that he has to live with that. That, tort. you know, he survivor's guilt is a thing. No matter how much, you know, people oh, are like, yeah. don't feel guilty. That doesn't change the fact that people have survivor's guilt. Like on a tad bit oh, yeah, personal note, sure. just to prove it. And the poor family of yeah. the other soldier. Just in a tad small little personal note my father got a liver transplant a while back and he suffered from it because he knew that only dead donors can give you a liver and so we know firsthand in our family what it's like and you can't just get rid of it you can't just say don't feel guilty that's not how it works Mm -hmm. yeah so i am now going to go into michael's back history to see if there's any background history that can maybe shed light on what would make him decide to do something like this and just before we go into that we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors and we will be right back with a brief background on michael Okay. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. So, Shakira, you were just about to tell us about Michael. Will you give us a brief history on him so we can maybe understand maybe some background behind this, what seems like such a senseless act of terrorism? Okay. And I'm not sure that what I explained to you is going to make it feel any less senseless. I'm just going to point that out right, right away to you all. Yikes, that does not make me look forward to hearing this. (laughs) (laughs) He was born Michael Joseph Hall in Quebec in 1982. This 32-year-old Canadian man converted to becoming a practicing Muslim, changing his name to the name that people associate with the attack, Michael Zef Bibo. He was a petty criminal who possibly had been angry about a stalled passport application. Wait, is that what could have been the reason why he did this? A stalled passport? Mm-hmm. What? That's terrible. That is terrible. I hate it when it's such it's such mm-hmm. a senseless, senseless act. Such a pointless thing to be angry over. I mean But things we'll that we it. all deal with. Things that we all deal with. He had moved to... So so terrible. It is. Ottawa on October 2nd and was trying to get a passport to apparently travel to Libya. It was under investigation Mm -hmm. and he was said to be very angry. He had stayed in a local shelter for some days before the attack. Some say he may have been a dual citizen of Canada and Libya. Was his parents from Libya? Because he was born in 
Quebec. I know. That one I'm not so sure about. I think that his parents might be, you know, because I do think if you look at him, he does look Libyan. Okay. But I could not find anything on his parents, unfortunately. Hmm. That's very interesting. It is very interesting. Court documents show that a man with the same name who appears to be him had an extensive criminal record for petty crime in Quebec and Vancouver in the early 2000s. Twelve of the 13 cases brought against him in Quebec resulted in convictions. Four of them were drug possession charges, three for marijuana and one for PCP. He was also convicted in 2001. So it could have been something drug-influenced. Oh, yeah, for sure. That definitely is a viable thought to have, that that might be part of it. And then he was also, this one would even add more, so just be prepared for this one, Sydney. Mm-hmm. He was also okay. convicted in 2001, assault causing bodily harm. Okay. So, so he has a history of violent, violent. Of a violent crime mm-hmm. and has had problems with drugs since and then the 2000s. There's one more thing that is about to be read that kind of is the icing on the cake here. Terrifyingly, okay. Dave Bathurst, another Muslim convert, told the Globe and Mail that he suspected that he had been mentally ill, saying, We were just having a conversation in a kitchen, and I don't know how he worded it, but then he just said that the devil was after him. Oh, boy. It seems that more often than not, when something like that comes out of someone's mouth, especially when they are mentally ill, Mm -hmm. that more often than not, bad things are going to come after. Mm -hmm. Dramatic. There's a huge thing that maybe it was part terrorism, part drugs, part, you know, that he's violent anyway, and part mentally ill. That could be, you know, everything could have added up and caused what happened here. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because often it takes many, many factors to play into something because it doesn't just happen that someone with no violent background all of a sudden does something crazy and goes and shoots someone. Yeah, a, exactly. A soldier. It do- doesn't just happen like that. No, it doesn't. So that would make a little bit more sense, but it's, it's still, it's still yeah. such a tragedy. Bathurst also told the paper that Michael had plans to travel to the Middle East, but stressed that from his knowledge and only his knowledge, that Michael had only wanted to go to learn about Islam and study arabic so he's not saying that there wasn't other it's just that's what bathurst that was all that he had been told okay that makes me wonder since i from what you're saying it kind of feels like he radicalized Mm -hmm. a little bit Mm -hmm. and so it makes me wonder if there's ulterior motives for wanting to go to libya remember how upset he was about not being able to get his passport yeah, which makes me really nervous about his intentions for going over there. Because who knows? Maybe he wanted to go over there for for those reasons. But mm-hmm. most people don't get that upset over a passport being delayed. Yeah. If they don't have something that they desperately need, that generally isn't that a good they, thing that they yeah. need to get to. 
In the light of not knowing much, they have since hidden which cop might have been the one to take the fatal shot to Michael so that no information would spread and no hate would be spread. Yeah, we wouldn't want to have a hate crime happen against him, too, mm-hmm. as as a lashback. So I, 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 think I respect smart. that. I think that was really smart to do that. Yeah, and very respectful. Mm-hmm. The aftermath. The Parliament and Canadians alike became panicked after having two attacks on soldiers less than a week apart. That for a time, they had not wanted soldiers out in uniform for fear for their safety. Not because they didn't care that they had the right to wear the uniforms. It was because they were terrified that they were going to be hurt for their willingness to sacrifice and serve their country. Just, just so sad. Which is so sad because I know so many soldiers that... Wearing their uniform is an honor, mm-hmm. which rightfully so, it is an because honor. it is an honor of what they're doing for their country. And it's so sad when it when things like this happen and they become frightened and worried about it. wearing something that is badge of honor for mm-hmm. them. It's so sad. Because it truly is a badge it of is. honor and, it, and they deserve to wear it. And it breaks my heart that they felt they felt scared to show that off for the world yeah there is a memorial at the parliament building near the unknown soldier where they gather to remember corporal nathan frank cirello a beautiful life tragically ended by a man who fought everyone ending up in the deadly shootout that took his own life as well as five-year-old marcus said goodbye to his dad This is always the part that got me a little choked up. They gifted him a hat just like the one his father's on his father's uniform the day that he had been killed to help him have something special. Oh, isn't that precious? Prime Minister Stephen Mm -hmm. Harper said, "May his son, you, Marcus Daniel Ciarello, someday find comfort in the fact." That our entire country looks up to your dad, to his dad, with pride, with gratitude, with deep abiding respect. This year on the anniversary, they talked about not, and yeah, let's stop there for just a second and just say how immensely powerful those words are. Oh my gosh, yeah. There aren't many more honorable words to hear then the entire country looks up to his to his with dad pride, with pride with gratitude with deep abiding respect. respect such powerful deep amazing words Absolutely. for such a wonderful man that was taken far too and early. for a young boy who may not have understood it at the time but will understand it for the boy that was yeah. left the the son left behind This year, on the anniversary, they talked about not just Nathan, but honoring Patrice Vincent in a dual ceremony and reached out their love and sympathy to the now 10-year-old Marcus Cirillo. Our thoughts are with both Corporal Cirillo's family, and although I didn't cover the case in depth, Warrant Officer Vincent's family 
and anyone else who had been extremely affected by these two attacks. This is such a tragic, hard situation. It won't ever feel like those involved's lives will ever be the same. And before I kind of start getting this to a close, it was said with regiments, honorary colonial, we have never forgotten Corporal Silvio. So he has never been forgotten. Yes, for sure. So what did you think of this? Yes. And their families mm. haven't been forgotten Of course either, not. Because now they have to live with an empty spot. I'm always going to have Marcus and in my like brain. like she said, we pay respect for you and your family. I always have Marcus in my thoughts. Thinking about him ever since I read it, it really stuck out to me. So what are your thoughts yeah. on this case? So, like, this is such... Okay. It's hard to collect my thoughts yeah. about this case because it just it makes me want to yeah. cry it makes me want to yeah. scream all at the same time because i want to cry because this amazing man his life was taken from him far, far too far, early far too early he should have lived at least 50 yeah, more years at least maybe yeah. more and it seems like it was committed over something so petty and over it was such a senseless crime and it makes me so angry and so sad that people could do something so horrible over something that seems so small and it i just wish that we could have known and be able to see into their Mm-hmm. their head to this man's head to be able why? to understand what, what are you in the doing? world was going on and why why he did what he did what in the world i because i just don't understand and the sad part is it's over oh, this is an older um case because of michael dying we're not going to get as much uh you know distance within it that as mm-hmm. yeah we can't get as much closure. of a resolution because because they, he ended up ending his life too by police suicide. Yeah, we don't get to pick Mm-mm. his brain, which is which is nice when we can be able to hear from them why they did what they did because then we can have some, like mm-hmm. you said, some closure and it breaks my heart that we'll yeah. never get that. But they'll but never get that. The poor families of Nathan Cirillo will never get that complete closure. But at least they know that the Can't man that did else. this will never yeah. do anything else again. At least we have that. Mm-hmm. Thank heavens for that. If we can't have anything exactly. else, at least we know he won't do exactly. something again. Okay. So we, what are some of the sources that, the main sources that you use for this case? All of the links will be down below. Yeah. Like she said, they'll be in the show notes mm-hmm. and also on our website. And please follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. At true crime A to Z, Instagram crime underscore A to Z, and you can email us crime A to Z at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this podcast was created and hosted by Sydney and Shakira. Hi. Episode <laughs> was researched by Shakira, and the episode was produced and edited by Ernest, our amazing editor, and the music was by. Heart Song Studio for the theme song and AMBC for others. And remember, 
Give hugs, not slugs. Bye. Bye.